This is Stu Epperson from the Truth Talk podcast, connecting current events, pop culture, and theology. And we're so grateful for you that you've chosen the Truth Podcast Network. It's about to start in just a few seconds. Enjoy it, and please share it around with all your friends. Thanks for listening, and thanks for choosing the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Welcome to The Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. And today we are on the uh, non-Father's Day topic. (laughs) (laughs) We're nowhere near Father's Day. It's September when we're recording this. Yes. And so Father's Day was a couple months ago. We were going to be talking about fathers today, and, and probably not in a way that you anticipate. No. <laughs> but before I get before I get to the name of the topic that we're going to talk about, what's a couple things that come to mind when you think of dads? I, I think of dad jokes. That's one of them. Yeah. You know, the things that are labeled dad jokes, which are puns typically most of the time. The ones my kids roll their eyes at that I still send to them anyway. Right? Those types of things. And then also there's dad noises. There you go. <laughs> noises that only dads make. And so we do have a clip on dad noises. We're going to go ahead and play that. See if this sounds familiar. Well, do you so, not want to set it up just a little bit with the topic? Like, can you picture, you know, say Lot <laughs> as a dad? Abraham. Yeah. Abraham. Moses. Moses. Uh, David making some of these noises. Jeremiah. Yeah. All yeah. of them. Yeah, I'm sure they did. I don't they know if dads. he was a dad, but I know that. He was a bullfrog. <laughs> he was I'm thinking Esau. Esau yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, Esau. Yeah. Esau. And Joab. You know, he was, a, he was, this was perfect. Go ahead. I'm glad you went through that. That was so much less painful. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Sam praying silently as the intro music was going, and I thought, you know, he doesn't do that. Usually he's in the prayer with us beforehand. Yeah. But I saw him have his own little prayer there. I'm thinking that, you know, may lead into yeah, we'll get there. Much yeah, more scariness. But back to dad noises. See if these sound familiar, whether you've made them or you've heard your dad make them. What do you want to do now? I got an idea. How about you all sit there quietly while I make dad noises? We got to start having Keith pod Robbie's mic down, you know, during those silent times. I could tell which were him and which were the clips. Yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing was, I'm looking for clips. You know, obviously, the name of the show is Bad Dads of the Bible. And before you freak out with the topic, honestly, it's really hard to find a good dad in Scripture, other than God, obviously, mm-hmm. right? You know, when you go back and you really peel back to what the Bible truly says. They had some problems. Mm-hmm. 
Right, and so yesterday I was trying to find some, some clips, and obviously we're not going to find Bible-related clips, <laughs> so we have to go with what's out there and sitcoms, you know, cartoon shows. It's kind of the way it's going to show it, and the reason I think we find it funny is because it imitates life. Mm-hmm. You know, there are issues with dads not being engaged or dads making noises, and so when I heard that, I just I had to play it for my son, which made him laugh quite a bit, actually. He's like, I, I recognize a few of those sounds. <laughs> well, and the beauty of the topic from my perspective is that isn't it wonderful that we have these examples of how these men struggled really bad like really intense struggles with really bad sin in some cases and yet we see exactly how it played out what happened when god came to the rescue in certain circumstances and and that we realize that we are not all alone Mm -hmm. in in life because you know if the bible is written without this you know, clarification of what really went happen or went out without the authenticity, then how would we know, which also kind of gives me a hint that my kids need to know that I didn't live the perfect life either so that they could too learn from my mistakes even when they had serious consequences. Yeah, and I think some of the people that we hold up in the Bible as being great men and they were great men weren't necessarily equate to great dads. The way that we'd look at it, at least from the stories that we're able to read. We don't know the whole story, but the stories that were included in Scripture. Right? And before we get to that, I, go, I want to go ahead and want to play another clip. I think it's going to set up our first person we're going to talk about, which is, which is David. Okay. Actually, but so why don't we talk about your clip, Robbie, the one that you have. Oh, Cousin Eddie. Cousin Eddie, yes. <laughs> so this is from uh, one of the vacation series with Clark Griswold, and you might recognize Cousin Eddie. They're on their way to Vegas this time, and Eddie's out in the you know atomic wilderness here. But the, the part of the clip, as Eddie gets an opportunity to inter, introduce his kids to him, the line that just stuck in my head was, ah, kids, what are you going to do? And then the wife says, you know, they just need to be able to make their own choices. Well, if you do that, then you could end up with Cousin Eddie's kids, just saying. <laughs> well, so here we go. Let's learn about their kids. Hey, dinner boy, come on over here. I mean, would you just look at that view out there? It's government property all around us, so you know nobody's going to build. <laughs> look at this in there. <laughs> they grow up so fast, don't they? I keep telling him he's going to pierce himself shut one day, but what can you do? The boy likes eating through a straw. <laughs> you got to let kids make their own mistakes. <laughs> Doesn't that hurt? <laughs> yeah, life is good. The kids are thriving. Little Ruby Sue, she must have grown a whole foot since she saw her last. Daddy, Daddy, you caught another snake. <laughs> That's good, sweetheart. You go put it in the pit with the other ones. And get inside and work on your typing. Nice kids, Eddie. Don't ever pick me up again. Jerk. Ah, look who's home. <laughs> this one here is my pride and joy. Lord, is my kindness, I hate this heat! If it didn't glue in your butt to the truck seat, it's making you sweat like a farm animal. Now, want something better? Hey, everybody. You remember your cousin Vicky, don't you, Russ? Yeah, she's a dancer now. Her picture's everywhere. Phone booths, men's rooms. She's famous. Show them that little move I taught you there, Porkchop. 
<laughs> Don't think unnatural thoughts about your cousin, Russ. She's got her mama's looks and her daddy's sense of balance. Hose down now, kids. Chicken's almost ready. <clears throat> so, thinking of Cousin Eddie, how in the world can that even relate in any way to David? Well, there you go. Because, as we know the story, <clears throat> right, that unfortunately, you know, his daughter mm-hmm. was raped by his son, Amnon, mm-hmm. and he knew of it and and chose to do nothing, which infuriated, you know, his sister's other brother, Absalom, who then killed Amnon. Mm-hmm. Still, David didn't do much, if anything, and actually kind of sent Absalom away for a while, but then he brought him back. And, and Absalom took that opportunity to begin to, you know, really try to overthrow David and the whole story is, you know, he, as he took over Jerusalem, he took many of the king's wives and concubines that were left in Jerusalem, slept with them on the roof of the palace, you know, so where everybody could see it completely, you know, defiling everything you could possibly think of in the, at the time in the culture, then proceeded to try to chase his father down and kill him. And, and yet... You can see David's heart here, and we've talked about this, you know, as we were preparing for the show, that here was a father that was terribly brokenhearted when when Absalom was killed by Joab. Mm -hmm. And and Joab actually called him out, right, Harold? Over over that situation. But he, you know, my, my, my sense of it was he just did not want to be the bad guy to his kids. Yeah. You can almost hear David say, Ah, uh, kids will be kids. They're just going to make their own mistakes. <laughs> yeah, the point is, Joab told told David that he would have been happier if all the warriors had been killed and Absalom alive, and mm-hmm. said, "If you don't, if you don't show the men respect, you won't have anything left." Yeah, I can't imagine being in David's shoes, you know, one, you know, I think I would make a different decision, you know, in either one of those. But until you're in that position, do you really know? Do you really know, absence of God stepping in and helping you in that situation, what you would do? Right? I mean, you're going to go one direction or the other, you know, and I want to sit back and kind of judge David and say, you know, you're a bad dad because you didn't do anything about Abnon and Tamar, you know, when he raped her, you didn't do anything. You know, and then and Absalom, I think, is the one that brought it to him and told him the story and didn't do it. And so Absalom takes it in his own hands and kills his, his half-brother, right? And again, he doesn't do anything, you know, and, and I don't know what causes that paralysis for him, but I know that it doesn't do anything well for the whole family, right? It, the whole family is destroyed as a result because he doesn't enter in, he doesn't engage, he doesn't do anything. He just kind of lets it happen. There's a classic example of what happens when fathers don't do what they should do. Samuel was brought up by Eli, but Eli's sons were terrible with what they were doing, Mm -hmm. so they're killed. Eli dies because he's overweight and falls back and breaks his neck when he hears that the the war is being lost and his sons are killed and so forth. Well, guess what? 
Samuel's sons turn out to be snakes in the grass as well. So even though Samuel himself, as far as I can remember, there's nothing bad said about him other than his sons were renegades. Mm -hmm. Well, I think you you said it the best, Sam, and whether you meant to say it that way or not. Probably not. <laughs> well, you know, it happens. Even a broken clock is right every <laughs> twice know, a day, twelve hours or so. Um, no, absent of God stepping in, we don't know um, how to make any good decision. Quite frankly, and so when when we just act out of reaction, or we choose not to act, which may be a reaction to you know um our own woundedness and obviously david had some serious woundedness from his father we talked about that earlier as well but absent of stopping and saying god what do i do here but for grace there go i absolutely and we come back i think we'll learn a little bit more about david's story just have context to it and we'll talk a little bit more about other people in the bible and we'll kind of see where we go from there but first go to masculinejourney.org Register for the upcoming boot camp, November 12th through 15th, MasculineJourney.org. Rodney here with another great product from MyPillow. It's the new mattress topper. Get a MyPillow mattress topper and get some of the best sleep of your life. It comes with a 10-year warranty and a cover that's washable and dryable. It's made in the USA and backed with Mike Lindell's 60-day money-back guarantee. Go to MyPillow.com, save 30%, use promo code TRUTH or call 800-944-5396. And when you do, Mike gives you two standard MyPillows free. That's MyPillow.com, promo code TRUTH or call 800-944-5396. This is Sam with Mask on Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com, go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. You can go to Facebook.com and click the donate button, or you can go to MasculineJourney.org and find the donate button. MasculineJourney.org. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to P.O. Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. Now what do we do? Just be yourselves. Where are you going? I'm going to pick a fight. If it feels like every day is picking a fight, then you might want to come listen to The Masculine Journey and find out why we use clips like these to illustrate the story God is telling in the lives of men today. The truth is God designed you to pick a fight, but which fights do we pick? Well, grab your gear and come on a quest every Saturday at noon. And now The Masculine Journey After Hours podcast. Masculine Journey Radio. Thank you for that. Oh, we, we were expecting, what was the other song? Uh, Daddy took the T-Bird away. Yeah, yeah, we were expecting that, you know, and then all of a sudden that starts, and are like, well, okay now. But yeah, awesome choice. Thank you, Keith. 
Keith's our producer. He does a great job with the uh, Maspin Journey Joyride. Mm-hmm. And then also with producing us every week and making us sound a lot really smarter hard. than what we really are. And if you've been listening to us very long, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when we left, we were talking about bad dads of the Bible. And I think in order to kind of understand David, you know, Robbie, I, I think you articulated it well. You know, what was David's childhood like? Right? I mean, what was his experience with his father? Right. Well, we know from the Bible, that part of it, that when Samuel showed up for dinner, <laughs> you know, and he asked for the sons of Jesse to come forward, you know, so that he could decide which one was going to be king, that David wasn't invited to the party. And it wasn't until nobody else got selected and Jesse had to be actually asked, do you have any other kids before David got asked to dinner? Now, the Jews have taught in the Midrash for you know, generations and generations, there was a very big reason why David wasn't invited to the party, and it has to do with his, you know, great-grandmother, Ruth, which Jesse, being his father, considered himself essentially, a you know, illegitimate because in the Jewish culture at the time, your mother determined whether or not you were a Jew. And so since Ruth was clearly a Moabitess, thanks to another bad dad, Lot. <laughs> we'll get to that later. But anyway, because she was a Moabitess, then that made Jesse illegitimate. And so he felt in some way in order to have legitimate children, which he really wanted to have, he needed to have um, a child by a, a woman that was also not Jewish. And so he divorced his wife, which was David's mother, you know, continued, discontinued relations with her. And then he set about this plan to sleep with her handmaid so that he could have a pure, you know, son by this union. Well, the handmaid, not unlike Tamar and some other situations, you know, pulled the switcheroo on Jesse. This is what the Jews teach that she went to the actual wife, his wife, and said, I don't want to do this. This would be defiled. You know, this would be wrong. And so they, they brought in Jesse's actual wife, who never told Jesse that she had slept with him that night. And she has this child, who is David. So, but she never said anything to everybody. So they all assumed that David was, you know, by another union, similar to what people thought about Tamar's child. A- and similar to... You know, Leah and what what happened in the situation with the switcheroo there. So never had this woman revealed this, and they treated him like he was illegitimate his entire life. That's the reason why he was out watching the sheep. Everybody treated him horribly, and they even make reference in some of the articles that I've read on this to some of the Psalms that David was specifically writing as a response to being hated by his brothers. And, of course, you saw that, too, when he went to fight Goliath, and his brothers were like, oh, yeah, you're the big guy. You know, that there was not a good relationship there. And so he was distant from his own father because his own father, from this standpoint, didn't believe that he was legitimate, nor even his own father. And, and so, interestingly, when Samuel anoints him king, what, they, what the Jews teach here is that his, David's mother came to the party as Samuel was anointing David king and says to the group, he finally admits that David was Jesse's, in fact, son, and says the stone the builders rejected has become the capstone. And that was the first time that that saying had ever been used. And I find it fascinating. The Jews teach this, but yet you'll you rarely hear it in Christian, you know, 
you know, apocrypha or whatever you want to talk about, where people are talking about other historical documents that, that clearly point to this phrase, the stone the builders rejected, you know, is kind of critical to understanding Jesus and, and understand that he too was thought to be illegitimate. And, and I, you know, I, th- I think it's amazing how God has been orchestrating these things. I don't know what part of these, you know, since it's not in the Bible, but things that we can see are there. And we do know that David clearly here, I'm, I'm seeing a David that does not want to be the bad guy to his, he doesn't want to be the father to his kids that his father was to him and be distant in spite of their sin. But Darren, you had something good to say about that. Well, I mean, it, it, it may very well be that David is doing this as a response, you know, to his own sin and, and the grace that he has shown. Um, this is post Bathsheba. Um, some of these kids are a result of that. And so every time he thinks about anything that these kids do that's bad, he has to also think about, had I not done these things, they wouldn't be in this situation. And so, you know, he's walking around with a lot of guilt and and that sort of thing on his head. Now, saying all of that, Jesse was a horrible dad to at least David. And it appears he was to his other kids as well because his other kids treated David horribly. Um However, God still used even Lot, you know, the Moabite through Lot, David through Jesse. God still uses every single one of those to produce Jesus, literally. You know, Jesus is in that lineage. And so you, you find all the way through that it, and that's the point of us telling these stories, right, is that not not a single one of us sitting here tonight is the greatest dad um in fact you know some of david's sins are some of my sins some of peter's sins are some of my sins some of paul's sins are some of my sins um i'm guessing some of jesse's sins are some of my sins and so every single one of us sits here with that same conviction or we should if 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 you're not you're just not paying attention um I'm, that was a joke. Um, I wasn't paying attention. Laugh on cue. Uh, no, I'm teasing. So, I mean, honestly, we're all sitting here with some sort of sin in our lives, some sort of uh, bad dad tricks of our own. Um, you know, I, I tell people all the time, you know, I say, you know, we do stupid human tricks. Well, in this case, we're stupid dad tricks, you know, and we make mistakes. But God can still use us. And God can still use our children and our children's children and so forth and so on. And that's the beauty of this whole message. And I love the fact that, you know, as we were talking about before the show, that God didn't sugarcoat any of this when he inspires these men to write this down. If And you said it, if you were writing the story, you wouldn't have written it this way. It wouldn't be anything like this. We would hide all of this stuff and just present the good. Uh Anybody thinking about presidential candidates right now? How can you not? Well, do any of those candidates come out and be authentic and say, yeah, you know what? I really blew it on this one. I really blew it on that one. I really messed up here. I'm an authentic guy. Yep. But for the grace of God, there go I. I, No, not one of them. They're presenting the humanistic story. 
God doesn't present a humanistic story. He presents a God story, which can take even messed up guys like whoever's running for president right now and use them or their children or their children's children. Oh, one of the things we talked about beforehand are were there any good fathers in the Bible? I mean, and and the bottom line is only God. I did I, I don't know that we have anything to convict Joseph uh, of, but but and he two of his kids were fathers of tribes, but that would be the only one I could consider that. And I'm actually kind of glad because with my kids. I was uh, a very selfish dad. You know, I wanted my time, and I spent time with them. But God ended up bringing them up as wonderful children. And I and I look at uh, Timothy and say, well, you know, who could who can be an elder by those descriptions? Because you have got to control your own house. Most of the guys in the Bible couldn't have been elders by that <laughs> definition. It's a good point. You know, I think I want to point out as well, as fathers, our kids are going to make their own decisions, right? <clears throat> They're going to make their own decisions, right? But what we do with that, do we enter in? Do What type of an environment do we give them? Right? And there's so many more, uh, gosh, clips and, and ver- uh, people in the Bible that we can talk about but I think what you're going to boil down to is none of them are perfect, right? They're not perfect at anything that they do, and none of us are perfect. And absent of God intervening, absent of you inviting God to intervene, you have no hope of being perfect in that situation. You don't have no hope of being even good <laughs> in that situation unless you just get a lucky nugget once in a while, right? Because even a blind squirrel finds a, a nut once in a while. I think it's awesome that he... You know, if, if, as we sit down with a band of brothers and I talk about my struggles with my kids, then you guys can relate to where I'm struggling in this situation. Then you tell your story and I can relate to that and the, such and such. So when you take, you know, Lot and his girls or Judah and Tamar or, you know, each of these stories is radically different with radically different sin and yet still, you know, just really off the charts from a standpoint of really? And then, you know, you can't help but find something that kind of fits your nugget. You know, like, oh, that's my deal right there. And and, and gives me a chance of something to relate that, like, God can fix that. Wow, he can fix me, which is, again, I think a really important reason why we got to tell our own story and where we struggle so that people can see that. Agreed. And I think that if people really went in and dug into the stories of the Bible— They'd realize some of those, if you put them on TV, people wouldn't even believe them to be true. You know, they think they're so far-fetched. You know, you talked about, um, was it, the, which was the one that had the, the um, daughter-in-law? That uh, Oh, you're talking Judah. Judah. Judah, yes, thank you. You know, yeah. we'll have to get to that story another day. Yeah, or after hours. Or after hours. We'll have to come back with that. If you don't know what After Hours is, it's a show that we do about 10 minutes after this show, actually. And we go in and we talk about the things that we wanted to cover in this episode or things that God's brought up in our heart. And so good to download the, the podcast at lots of different places, Spotify, uh, iTunes. Oh, oh, this gosh. one could be Bad Dads of the Masculine Journey instead of Bad Dads of the Bible. You know, yeah, well, yeah, if we tell all of our <laughs> stories, it definitely will. It may be our last show. But in the meantime, 
Go to maskandjourney.org, register for the upcoming boot camp, November 12th through 15th. It's a great place to say, God, I need you to enter into my fatherhood here, me being a father, the things I didn't get from my father, lots of things he can do in fathering you that weekend. This is the Truth Network.